0: hello everyone and welcome to the pirates fan forum here on dk pittsburgh sports podcast network i'm your host gary morgan with me as always my good friend jim Stam.
1: how you doing brother i'm good man today is not my fault the technical (laughs) difficulties are not going to be blamed on me and uh yeah so maybe it's somebody else that's on screen with us gary
0: i love how yark threw you under the bus right away of course there's there's even evidence right in the chat there it is damn it jim immediately right and hey we do have a history but we're welcoming back to the show a returning guest here dave mcbride he is he's the host of one of my favorite podcasts that's kind of how we became friends and uh we talked Bucko's a lot. We ran into him at Pirates Fest because he made the trek out from I believe Jersey, correct? Correct. Yep. So all the way out from Jersey in a in a snowstorm and we're getting another one now. I mean, I know the milk and bread is getting low out there at the Giant Eagle.
1: <laughs> so it's going to be it's going to be a war zone. I I'll have to stop there and it's going to be
0: awful. So welcome to the show, Dave McBride. How you doing, brother? Good. Thank you
2: guys for, for having me on again. This is always so
0: much fun to talk to pirates here. So, Oh, it's going to be good, man. We got a good topic today, too. I threw out a question to everybody, and just something to get us talking. It was really for our next show, I want you to give us your top three returning pirates who will deliver more in 2024, and then because I have to be difficult. I want you to give me the ones that are going to give us less too, because that's the way this stuff usually progresses. You know, I think a lot of what we are watching right now is frustration with rookies. You know, we're, we're considering these pitchers like Quinn Priester and Luis Ortiz and even Rowanzi Contreras to a degree dead in the water because they performed badly last year. And that is just not typically how pitchers progress. You know, I think you have a lot of bad and you have a lot of good, so Jim, back to the topic we talked about last week where we were a little bit like, how can the team execs be saying we're going to be competing for this stuff? Cause we're just not seeing it in the roster. If it's going to happen, it's going to come from youth getting there, taking a step. So I thought let's make that the topic this week. Who's Definitely. going to take that step.
1: Yeah. I, <clears throat> you know, it's funny. Um, I don't know if you saw it. <laughs> I don't know if you saw this, but it was like the chief baseball uh, operations guy for the Red Sox. I put out a uh, quote that he had about some of the things he talked about in that market. And it was almost like word for word, what you would hear from Ben Sherrington, which was like internally, this is where the improvement's going to have to come from. And, um, so it was just kind of fitting that, you know, that's obviously what the pirates are banking on, whether right or wrong, that's what they're going to do. Right. So I just thought that that was an interesting little side note to, uh, you know, you could almost interchange those names and it would be the exact same thing.
0: Yeah. Like we've made friends Dave, with uh, this guy, Ed Hand. He runs a couple podcasts about the, the Red Sox over in Boston. Jim's been on his show. I've been on the show. You know, we, we we talk on Twitter a lot. We find it fascinating that their fan base sounds almost exactly like the Pirates, almost exactly, and and just to us it's mind blowing because, <laughs> well, you know what we've been dealing with for forty years, and I know they had the curse, but that's been broken and all, right?
2: Yeah, but it'll never, it'll it'll never leave them. I mean, that was their entire identity as a fan base was that, right? there was a bigger brother in the league who spent all the money and that's the reason why we never won anything. And it, just, that's just never going to leave their DNA. Right.
0: And, and, and you've, got, you've got, you've got any Yankee more in you. wrong. You've got yeah, Yankee have, in you. So yeah, <laughs>
2: absolutely. I have old, I have old school Yankee in me. Uh, and this is the way the Red Sox were. I told every one of them when they beat us in the world and went to the world series, you're going to have nothing to complain about anymore because you got all the money in the world. You got all the ability to keep up with the Yanks, and when you lose, you just lose, just like everybody else. You just lost. Like
1: there's no, there's no excuse. It's funny. Uh, I we I know we didn't mean plan on talking about this, but it's it's really the best kind of show. Yeah, it's, it's really it's really kind of interesting. Like if you if you look around and um I, I encourage pirate fans to do this, like just jump in threads and read other fan bases and what's going on. Like Cardinals fans are getting ready to jump off a cliff, Red Sox fans, Yankees fans, like um and we're going through it here. And we're going through it here in this off season, right, with with the inactivity aspect of things. But Gary, it's it, it's kind of like a it's kind of widespread right now. Nobody seems real happy with where they're at. Um, there's only a couple fan bases I think that you can say like Braves, the Dodgers. Everybody else is kind of just in this like, woe is me. Uh, the Feels sky so, is yeah. the sky is falling. It's just a I don't know that I've ever, I don't know that I've ever seen it quite to this extent from, well, uh, you know, a lot of fan bases. We've never
2: seen it. I mean, guys, we've never seen anything like the Shulatani thing. Nothing. Yeah. I mean, this was remarkable how just insane that money is. And I think even the Yankees know now that, the money is finite. I mean, it's not, it's not infinite. They don't have all the money in the world. The Steinbrenner family is not nearly as rich as that group of people who own that Dodgers team.
0: Yeah. They you started know? cracking it, at the last CBA though. So I'm not shocked that the Steinbrenners feel that way. I mean, they, they kind of sided with uh, what the traditional small markets last time. So did Boston. So, yep. I, I mean, I think it's going to be an ongoing topic and we'll worry about that a little bit later, but, point of the bringing up the boston thing i thought that was interesting jim was people always say they want the truth until they get it you know i mean that is a lot of this plan and i think a lot of it has to be we talked about improving to the point where we would think like that that would line up with what a division winner looks like to us right right you know that's the words they're using the the goals they have the aim they have So we want to see that reflected in the roster. And then I go through the roster and I'm like, how could I turn this into that by still accomplishing what I know has to be accomplished? They've got to work Henry Davis in behind the dish. That may cause losses. They've got to figure out second base internally with all the options they have. They can't stack somebody on top of that. It's got to come from a kid, right?
1: Uh, it, it certainly appears that way. I mean, yeah. they they have they have some options, but nothing's nothing surefire.
0: The outfield, I'd be happy with filling it, if only because I'm not super stoked about any of the prospects that are coming. You know, right now, at least nobody's pushed their way into like making me think they have to get a shot right now. So I'd be fine with upgrading that a little bit. And first base I think they could do better cuz again they don't have anything coming. But even so, that doesn't make it a division winner to me. And and to me, winning this season is coming out of it knowing I've got a starting rotation going into 2025 already. So that has to be kids again. Dave, I think you're muted, brother. No, I'm not. Oh, I you're not? I,
2: okay. I I I'm just sitting down listening. It's it's funny um, you know this is the way it it has to be. There's, there's, there's not going to be money for free agent pitching. There's not going to be money for a free agent five-year deal on an outfielder. you know, people like that are not coming here. It's just, they're not, it's a non-starter with the ownership. It's just not happening. I I know it's happened in the past. And you guys have told me that a bunch of times. It's just not happening here. I mean, if guys like Solometto and Skeens and Bubba Chandler and Quinn Priester and Ronzi Contreras and, these guys don't hit, then it's one year veteran deals to get you through to the next round of those guys. Yeah, and I that's, think that's the way it works for, for it. And, and that right, and that's the way it works for Arizona, for Tampa. Go down the list of teams that have been successful with that.
0: I think that's um, what we've seen traditionally. I think there was a little bit of a hope that maybe it would be a little bit different. I honestly think Ben Charrington, right or wrong, he makes statements that lead you to believe it could be different if he chose to be. So um, whether it actually could be or not, he says things like we've, ex- we've put out offers on multi-year deals and things like that. So to say that you've put out those offers, well, you're giving us those expectations. So, I mean, you have to have both sides of that coin.
2: Yeah, maybe and, you should stop doing
0: that. <laughs> well, Speaking of, there's a lot of things that I think that all team execs can stop doing, and it would be pretty cool. <laughs> but let's take a quick break and come back and actually start answering the question we asked, huh?
1: Yeah, sorry about that.
0: Welcome back to the Pirates Fan Forum here on DK Pittsburgh Sports Podcast Network. Gary, Jim, and our buddy Dave with us. He made the trek all the way from New Jersey, and I felt like this was the best reward for that. I know you drove all that way. You might as well jump on a podcast and and start to spew in your Pirates knowledge to all the fans out there.
2: Can can, can I just say something about that whole Pirate Fest thing? I couldn't believe it. I mean, I, I, I you know Is that your first one Dan? Yep, a few years yep. back, I uh, turned into a pirate fan. As we know, I'm a, not a young man, so I spent a long time rooting for another team until they broke my patience and all that stuff, and left. We talked about this. Left baseball altogether, and then came back in the form of a pirates fan, uh, and I've been all in ever since. And I never attended one of these things. And being from this area and from this city that I'm in the New York area, something like that would never (laughs) happen here. I mean, never happen. And the, I did a sense of sort of like community in a club. um, You guys have that. And, and big teams. Great. I know they're great to root for big teams. The Yankees, the Mets I great. It's great, but they don't have that sense of community. It's a product. It's something you go and purchase to go and see it's you're no more part of the community as you are. You know, uh, when you go to a Broadway show, or when you go to a concert, or when you do something like that. But you guys have something out there that's very different. I mean, twenty thousand people yeah. getting into it this thing, show, getting like into this thing close, for free. Close hit, to something. Mitch Keller to left field for God's sake! I mean that <laughs> that doesn't happen in New Yorks. You know, in, in, in those kind of things. So I, I just it made me feel like. I'm glad I did this. I'm glad. I'm glad we're doing this. I'm happy. When to you're be close to
0: something, I think maybe it's harder to appreciate. You know, like I know, like maybe, Milwaukee sure. does them, um, like Tampa does them. You know, so I've 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 seen them. Boston did one a few years ago that didn't go very well. So, like, <laughs> no, no. but no, let's it's get the, to some it's answering. A, it's a fair point
1: though. Like like there is there is a personableness to it yes. that you don't get in larger markets, and and uh, you even get yes. that at PNC Park truthfully
0: absolutely yeah plus ben took brian reynolds to school on madden yeah. he absolutely did. <clears throat> that's fantastic yes, yes. Oh, it, man, was, that's it was it so was cool.
1: he he loved it you know it is. this will tell you I, geez i keep going off off uh, script here but this will tell you the mindset of kids when they're there do you know what ben was the happiest that he got he got all the pierogies autographs from the calendar. Oh,
0: there like, you go. Out of
1: all the things. So, like, let's just remember as we bitch and moan about things and kids enjoy it, it's worth it. So, My kid
2: loved loved it, absolutely loved yeah. it. And we loved it too. It was a great time. So anyway, I don't all
0: right. to go Brandon Lee is starting out with his top three for uh, returning mm-hmm. and doing well. And that's the one that most people wanted to answer. No. <laughs> We did get answers for the last, but obviously that's not going to be the larger portion of the show. You're fans. You're not going to root for anyone to do bad. And that is the way it comes across, even if you're just trying to be pragmatic. So we will talk about it. But um, the top three for Brandon here are Swinsky, Davis, and Piguero Good choices because boy, if all three of those click, then a lot of good things happen, right? I, I said earlier, Jim, that the way we would handle it is we would read the lists and we'll read the comments that came in and everything. But when names come up that we had on our lists,
1: mm-hmm.
0: let's go ahead and interject with what we thought. And I personally have two on here. so <laughs> um, yeah. I'll, I'll just do Jack Swinsky. I think uh, that's the one I'll start with. I just wrote about Jack. Actually, I, just looking at some of his numbers and some of his trends and man, I I think this kid's been a lot better than than even the the optimists are giving him credit for. I really do. I, I think we could be in for something pretty special here, like that we're kind of glazing over while we drool about O'Neill Cruz coming back. <laughs> we already have a thirty plus home run hitter. I think yeah. in the lineup. Yeah, I expect big things from Jack this year. I really do. The only concern I have, Jim, is that some of the adjustments he made late in the season to start hitting lefties sacrificed a lot of what makes him dangerous. So I'd like to just see that he can do that without going full on Colin Moran and flopping everything.
1: Right. Yeah. I mean, he was doing it to survive right uh, against against lefties, um, you know, and that's all part of the process of like, the adjustments, right, and trying to figure out what, what you can do to um, still uh, carry some weight when, you, when you, you haven't been at all in that situation. This is how I look at Jack Swinski. Um, Jack keeps improving across the board, and he's doing it in a lot of areas. So what that tells me is, is guys that are able to make adjustments at the major league level typically are the ones that are going to end up being someone that have good careers. Like that's the problem. They guys get to the majors and they don't have any answers, right? They don't have a way to adjust any further. And then that's it. Well, Jack has shown the ability in a lot of different areas to be able to make some adjustments and make some strides in areas. So until he shows otherwise that he can't do it and he's maxed out in that in those areas, then I'm gonna I'm gonna put pl- I had him in this category because so far it's exactly he's shown exactly the ability to do that. And that's why I have him here. I think he's gonna take another step forward.
2: Dave, what about you? Do you have Jack on I, yours? I did not have Jack on mine, although okay. he was in consideration. He was in the uh, the finalist uh, level. It's much easier to predict these than ones to go backwards. Well, like we're fans. Saying, the whole
0: damn is yeah, on the list. I know. <laughs> I like, know.
2: Right. Right. But I, I mean, Jack. The other to add to what Jim's saying, Jack seems like. Um, an easy kid to coach. He's got a great attitude. He seems to play the game the right way. Uh, He seems to be a great teammate. He's got all those things. So he's going to be um, given as many opportunities as he possibly can uh, to succeed. And people are going to, and I think the pirates are going to invest time in him simply because of those things, because of what, what he could be at the end of the day and the fact that, you know, he will work his way to that. I, I know that sounds like a cliche, but some ball players don't. You know, well, and one it's- more
0: note on Jack for me, and then I'll let you pick your next one from the list that you saw. Um, Jack Sawinski, to me, there's one pitch in particular that I think if he learns to do damage on, oh my goodness. <laughs> mm. If he starts swinging at that fastball out and up over the plate instead of like trying to take it for a ball, he is going to murder that short porch in left field at PNC Park. I hope somebody is in his head cuz that's 15 easy home runs for that kid if he just starts reaching out for that ball. That's, that's a tough all spot there is for a lefty,
2: right? I mean that's a tough yeah. spot for a lefty. Lefties like them down and in and they grow up that way so.
0: Yeah, but that's what makes a difference. So who did you have from that list there that that popped up?
2: Uh Henry Davis. Um, I don't see how you couldn't put him on here. I mean, he's he, you know, came up. He played well enough, but um, there's so much room for improvement with the talent that this guy has. And that was sort of how I took this this challenge that you put out here. Was you know, kind of thinking about it a little um, analytically is not the right word because that makes you think of analytics. But thinking of uh, p- thinking of it in the way of how much room they actually have to improve and whether sure. or not they're going to make that big step. And I think. Of all the guys with just bucket loads of talent, uh, there's a lot of talent in Henry Davis, and and again, he's another one of these guys that the organization loves, and the, you know the coaches love, and he's you know he's willing to do a lot of things, he's willing to do whatever it takes, and and I think that gets a long way for a, for a young kid to be given the opportunity to play as much as he can. But boy, he's got some popping at bat too. Like you're saying, he's right handed, so maybe that doesn't help him as much in PNC as it would if he were left handed. But and we got to see what his catching is
0: like, it will but when he gets into it because that kid, that, yeah. that kid is oh, not yeah. going to get two years into his career without putting a dent in that new scoreboard. I'm just saying, right? <laughs> he can really, really I mean, get our, into it when he does. And
2: he seems to handle the bat situationally better, at least he certainly did in the minors. Um, and I like that about him. Uh, I, I, and I think that. That you know, he's not just a raw power hitter like some of these other guys who we're talking about. So, I like him coming up. Can he catch? I I love when people online decide for us that they know that he can or can't catch. No one knows. Like only the organization knows, and the people I've talked into the organization say to me, "Yes, he
0: absolutely can catch." I think Henry some things to learn. I think Henry could bomb out at catcher. I don't think he will, but but I think he could bomb out at catcher and still take a step forward this year if only because he can hit. He did not hit last year, just not the way he can. Right, And I think it was a a pretty poor representation of what he is as a bat, Jim. I think actually his performance has us underwhelmed by what we can even expect from that aspect of him. But the hand injuries were real. That, that stuff is very real as far as just grip goes on a, on a bat and I don't know that we got to see the true Henry Davis.
1: It's it, Gary. It's exactly where I was going to go with Henry Davis. Is you know, like I'm pretty bullish on Henry this year, um, and I don't know that I expected him to have the struggles that he did last year. Um, but I didn't have super high, high hopes that he would he would come out and just you know be Adley Rushman type. Uh, He he, Henry is a talented guy, but he's a talented grinder. If that makes any sense, you know what I mean. Like he's going to grind his way through things until he figures it out. But once he does, I think he'll be just fine. I'll say this: Yeah, I'm not a big predictions guy. I I I don't like to do that. But
0: I I mean, maybe you didn't get last year's record right. (laughs)
1: <laughs> yeah, well, you know, I uh, I'll I'll leave that to the experts. Um, but I I do look at Henry, and I, I think if he has 500 at bats this year, I, I think Henry Davis hits 20 home runs and drives in 70 runs. I, I, I just I. I I think he'd grind his way to that if he had to.
0: I'll say um, this, too, about the defense, because we always are going to talk about defense for a lot of these kids. I think that's going to be a theme throughout. O'Neill Cruz it's going to come up, and you know somebody's mentioned him as that improvement this year, too. And we'll get to that. But the defense is constantly going to come up, and all I can really say is if the bats play, you just aren't going to care as much. You really aren't. You're never going to be, like, totally satisfied with it, but if Jack Sawinski, for instance, plays center field and hits 35 home runs this year, you ain't going to complain about his arm. I'm just telling you, you won't. <laughs> so yeah. like it's there's, true. there's a lot like that that I think kind of goes away. If O'Neill Cruz makes 18 errors, but he hits 35 home runs and 260, you're going to be happy.
3: You're
0: yeah. not going to worry all that much. You know, you're going to remember when it lost that game to the Reds and you're going to get mad, but it's not it, going to be the end of the world. The bats play. That's what the team needs built on and everything else needs built up.
1: Yeah. I mean, you know, collectively there you'll, you'll notice defensively if, if they have some problems popping up around the diamond and they certainly could, but I agree with you individually, man, you know, if, if somebody is hitting, especially in today's game, uh, if you're if you're looking at if you're judging that from like how we used to watch baseball even ten or fifteen years ago, teams will live with it. They will. and And it's not just the pirates that that would do that. Um, they'll take defense that is just maybe even slightly below average if you can put the ball out of the ballpark. They just will,
0: yeah, or they'll prioritize defense out of position if all their other offensive positions are fortified. Right. You know, maybe that's when you you can afford to play in Alika Williams or something, you know? Right. All right. Listen, Shannon Gregory says, got to be Cruz, and because of Cruz, Reynolds. I thought that was an interesting way to look at it because <laughs> Cruz, everybody brought up. I would say he was 90% of these entries. Why wouldn't he be, right? In fact, some people knew it themselves and wrote, that ain't fair. I'm not even going to say him, but I would have, you know?
1: Yeah, I I did not include him. I thought it was, it was, it was no offense. I just, that
0: said, let's do it justice because we talk about this team, not improving and, and, you know, not as much as we think they should or whatever, but O'Neill Cruz, man, that that's a huge get back. That is a huge get back. We don't know what he is. That's the, that's the scariest thing. I don't know what he is, Jim. I don't know. I don't, is he a shortstop? I think he's going to, I think he's going to show us this year he's at least good enough to hold it down. Is he a, a power hitter? I think that's undeniable. Is he going to steal 40 bases like Acuna? Is he going to back off on the base paths? Is he going to hit for average too? I don't know. What is, what is O'Neill Cruz going to be? Where is he going to be in this lineup? Are they going to bat him lead off? Are they going to hit him yeah. clean up?
1: Dave,
2: go ahead. What do you,
1: I
0: mean, where, I, I, where you I, are I mean,
2: I, I was going to put him on the list, uh, uh, but then I didn't basically because it was too easy. Because yeah, you were cheating. I, I mean, you're, ta- you're talking about, we're talking about somebody improving from last year. How could you improve? How, how could you not improve?
0: When you can skate? certainly play more games, Dave. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. So
2: <just> statistically <laughs> alone, the kid's going to improve. He's finally going to get a chance to play every day, which what's what we were hoping for. And show us what he can do. I can only make him better. So it's, it, you know, just, it's an easy answer, but it's also probably the easiest and the most correct answer. I mean, he's the guy that is, has the most tools, has the most physical ability, has the most potential in my mind to be a huge player in this league. Um, I mean, I, when you stand next to the guy, it's like, uh, it, it, he, he, he's intimidating and I'm a big dude. You know, I'm not a small guy. So this guy's got everything you need, you know. Uh, And yeah, does he have some holes in his defensive games or whatever? I mean, uh, like you said, man, the bat plays. And this, there's so much in this bat. And man, I hope that ankle is good. Because,
1: you know, it's funny. There's a, when you talk about trying to to project things with guys, I I could sit here and tell you O'Neill Cruz is going to hit. 19 home runs and 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 hit 260. I, I could probably also sit here and tell you he's gonna hit 36 and you know hit 275 and drive in 90 and steal 30 bases. It, it's such a wide window with this guy and wide range because we haven't seen it that um uh You know, what does 500, 600 at bats look like for him? I I think you could be, it's a, it's a big, it's a big gap where he can be in there. Now take Shannon's
0: other part there where he's talking about relating it back to Reynolds. I think that's very interesting because we talk about Reynolds a lot as almost like this static figure, but this might be the first time he really gets protection in a lineup. And I mean, like a lot of protection not just one guy who's well, playing it hot right now.
1: And that's that's something like I think like people like to attribute protection and lineups to one other guy maybe a lot like, oh, one guy and it fixes. like
0: Not with it. Derek Shelton as their catch. Even They'll have well, a different guy every night. So yeah, <laughs> yeah,
1: but like to me like protection in a lineup comes from whenever you get more dudes in your lineup all the way through, that tends to have like the um, overarching effect that I think when you talk pr- protection. Right. Um, one guy, I don't know. You can pitch around O'Neill Cruz a ton if you want. Um, Brian Reynolds, to me, Brian Reynolds is just an extremely consistent guy. I don't expect him to have some monster year. I think Brian Reynolds is Brian Reynolds and he's going to have a year that's very indicative
0: of what he normally has. Um, I mean, as long as he doesn't get his wife pregnant, I, I'm happy. I think he's well. going to probably score a lot of runs this year if he doesn't because <laughs> every time he does, he struggles. So let's hope that he has a, a nice good year and they have enough children. But um, he, he's, no he's honestly, he's honestly killing it though. Um I, I think towards the end of the year he started to catch his stride and it was working from both sides of the plate again and that was that was what was missing I think for him mm-hmm. he's a natural right-handed hitter and I think a lot of people forget that and somehow that's the side he struggles from the most whenever it's going to go bad you know what I mean right like, it, and it may be just as not facing that that left-handed is enough. That that is just kind of gets out of practice with it, but when his timing is off with the right-handed, it screws everything up for the left-handed too because he's so regimented. You know, lefties lefties are weird, man. That ball's
2: coming at you weird. That's a weird. That <laughs> it didn't insane. hurt Ben against Keller, but that's a no. it, it's a weird. weird <laughs> that was thing. all coaching. Lefties lefties pitching coming at us, man. That's easy for me to hear if you're not used to it. you you do both. Switching back to looking at a lefty, the uh, when you're a right-handed hitter, is it the easiest thing in the world?
0: I think
1: so, I think if Brian Reynolds just does what Brian Reynolds does, that's all I want from him. I don't need Brian Reynolds to be. Yeah. Um, I I need him to be all-star caliber, um, and I think he's got that ability most years to be in that. In that category,
0: I think he does too. Let's do one more here, and then we will take another break. A couple of new names here from Wilbert Matthews um, on on Twitter or X or whatever the hell it is now. He <laughs> says uh, a, a couple of his really caught me by surprise. Um, Triolo, which okay, I could see that. I didn't have him on my list. Cool. Open to thoughts if either of you have them. No. Rucky, which. Boy, I feel like is a, a backslide candidate. That is oh, the I have, best he's I, ever done last year. I have
1: Baruchy on my first on my less list. I only do because, too. only not because
0: not to, not to jump the shark here, but I do. Too.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like, no offense to him, like, if he's going to do better than a zero point seven four three whip, then, uh, you know. I, I, I need to see what that looks like. I just, the guy the guy absolutely shocked me, and I just can't imagine that he can repeat what he did.
0: Yark has Priester, Sawinski, and Davis. We've done Sawinski and Davis already. Priester would be hard for him not to. 70 RA last year, you know. That, that said, having on pretty good authority, I've heard it multiple times now, calling Quinn up last year was not exactly like Plan number one. No. So so calling him up, asking him to throw more innings than I think they planned on having him throw last year. I know for a fact he hadn't gotten the the um change up where they wanted it yet. And I just think everything was just a mess with him because of all that. He was in the middle of like stretching out his extension too a little bit. Like I just don't think they planned on using him as heavily as they had to last year. I I Maybe I'm taking it too easy on Quinn, but I just, I think last year he, he kind of did the team more of a favor than he did himself. Yeah. And you just,
1: and you just never know, like, see the part that that's interesting about all this is, especially when you talk about young guys is um, we don't know what's going up here in the melon, right? Like, I I don't know how Quinn Priester handled that. I, you know, it was rough. Um, And and the guys that are able to kind of flush that. And remember, these are young dudes like that yeah. have never, have never had this kind of an issue, uh, you know, up until probably these points in their in their careers.
0: Not that consistently anyway. He's yeah, been, yeah. been knocked around before, but he'd never been knocked around in the big leagues. That's a yeah. different feeling. Yeah. With, uh, even, you know, people will make fun of attendance here, but like, you know, even if you got twelve, fourteen thousand 14,000 people, booing you, <laughs> you <know? laughs> like that hurts you know what i mean like so i i i think i get that um i think he'll bounce back stronger though he, i don't know what to expect from him. i'm
1: hoping for the best i don't
0: know i hope he doesn't have to i hope he's up here because they want him up here next time like i hope the next time he's up here it's because they think he's legitimately ready not because they need somebody to do it And I I think that's kind of, if I'm looking forward to anything in 2024, I think that's probably it more than almost anything, because aside from catcher and first base, I think they legitimately are going to have major league caliber players right there in the minors they can call from. And they haven't had that before. Not like this. Right. Priester
2: was on my list. Uh, okay. again, again, looking at it from the perspective of improving from last year to this year and being a young pitcher and somebody, just like you said, is exactly the case, Gary. He was not supposed to be up when he came up. That was sort of a emergency situation. And then they stuck with it, you know, for, I think for good reasons. And I think they felt he was improving by the end of the year. That his starts got a, his last one wasn't good, but his, but he, that his starts in September got a little bit better. He was pitching a little bit better. He was, had more control. He was doing some things that they liked. So I, 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 I you definitely feel like just from a, you know, how much room there is for him to improve. There is a lot there with Quinn Priester. Yeah, because There's the, a lot of talent
0: there. Those lessons that you learn at the major league level, they have to be learned. There's no there's no way to do this without learning those lessons and and taking those beatings and and dealing with what you get for every Spencer Strider. There's 50 guys like Quinn Priester that come up and, and struggle and then go back down and learn and come back up and get another shot. Maybe if they're lucky, they get a third, you know, and that's the one they stick. This stuff is really, really like that. And this year, there's some of you already that want to skip ahead to Jared Jones, for instance. I I personally feel probably got more arm talent than almost anybody but Paul Skeen's in the system. So I want to see him too. But you're not going to jump all these other guys. <laughs> like yeah. you, You're going to give them a couple chances to kind of get their feet wet a little bit. Right. So I'm glad to see Priester made some people's lists. We should take another break, Jim, and then come back, and then we can just free for all have fun, right?
1: Yeah, let's get into some of those lessers.
0: Yeah, we'll we'll turn the page. I don't want to, because the first name just irritated me right now that I just saw. (laughs) Oh, no. All right. Welcome back to the Pirates Fan Forum here on DK Pittsburgh Sports Podcast Network. Boy, there's some cool stuff going on with this show, Jim. I mean, we got some pretty cool guests coming up. We got yep. some some sponsorship news coming up here pretty soon. Yes, We're going to we have do. merchandise for you here pretty, pretty soon. So lots of good stuff happening on the old Pirates Fan Forum. That's right. and That's all because of Yens, of I guess. People like Dave who don't say yens too, but you know <laughs> that's what it's all about. So thank you so just, much for the support, everybody, because it is being noticed and the show is growing, and we appreciate it. So yeah, I,
1: I I just I'm appreciative of as many people uh, that we reach, and um, this is this is the result of it, and hopefully you guys enjoy what's coming up.
0: Yeah, and I said all that because the first thing I'm going to say is from our buddy James Littleton, who's not afraid ever to say who's going to do worse next year. He's very good at that, actually.
3: I think um, he looks forward to it.
0: He tells me every time we go golfing that I'm going to do worse, and he's usually <laughs> right. So here's <laughs> here's who he, he put on his list in order. Cutch Hayes, and then Endy too easy because Andy won't be here. So he copped out on Endy. Oh, James, that's but, weak. But Kutch and Hayes. Now, Kutch, okay, that's low-hanging fruit with the age. <laughs> but I would say, like, if he's healthier, I don't know that I would expect less. You know what I mean? I don't first he, it's, it's hard to do this, this subject, you don't want to expect less, but I think it's, it's cool to look at the guys that you maybe think might be trending in the wrong direction. Hmm. That's all.
1: Well, I would counter that with Kutch just saying, it, this is why I would say that he was banged up last year. So, I mean, like, like if it's just health I can I can say, okay, well, maybe you're just saying like at this point his health, he's he's that's gonna be an issue from here on out in some way, sure. shape, or form. But I will say that I think Kutch has kind of reinvented himself just a little bit uh these last couple of years, uh, and and what he's able to do and how he's able to kind of impact games. And um, you know, he's still an on-base person on base percentage machine. And I think he's really leaned into that. And um, yeah, so if the bat speed maybe isn't exactly what it was at one point, I think he can, I think he can replicate uh, what he did last year. If he's healthy.
0: I mean, Dave, I'd like to say that the injury thing won't happen again, but I think a lot of the reason that you see these numbers tend to go down for people of a certain age in major league baseball is because injuries do catch up father time usually does catch up and there is usually something bugging you a little bit that you know you're not a hundred percent as you used to be after every game that said i kind of think the pirates are going to ask a little less of him this year i kind of feel like they're going to not expect him to play 140 games maybe
2: yeah and also you're not talking to, like you said he was injured a lot of last year um talking about a guy who had what 43 rbis for the season maybe maybe 10 to 12 homers, something like that. Yeah. I mean, I think a healthy guy, even at his age, isn't going to regress to the point where that becomes the best he can do. I mean, I think if he gets the at-bats that he, you know, that he was on, you know, he was projected for before he started getting hurt. Yeah. I think uh, I, I I have a hard time. I think I agree with you. I have a hard time seeing that that bar is too high to clear. I mean, I, I think even if he's reasonably healthy for the year, Two fifty something and 12 homers and 40 something RBIs. Sure. Yeah. I, I mean, Cutch is a, a professional hitter. He, you know, he'll contribute when he can. And, and I, I, you know, again, it's low hanging fruit because of his
0: age for sure. And, Jim, the other oh. thing I'd say too, about his age is these guys are pretty self-aware. Like, yeah, you, you saw how Cam Hayward talked the other day after the football game, you know, like it, there's real reflection in his voice about like whether he was going to be able to physically do this again. You know, you could tell it's uh-huh. weighing on him. He don't want to say what he's saying. Right. But he also, he's self-aware. He knows, he knows father time as Ryan Lytle here says, father time is undefeated. Well, Kutch is pretty openly saying, Hey, my plan right now is two more years. And so that's not something that comes from a guy that feels like he's on his last limb he's not going to jake taylor it down to first base on the butt you know what i mean
1: <laughs> no he look is and uh, i mean for guys that are his age i would say he's he's a young 37 for for most guys that age i mean would you rather be Kutch at 37 or Row, Rowdy to Les right now at 28 you know like <laughs> who, who by the way is on my list of less well, um,
0: as Rowdy Telez currently around 46, I can tell you it's not fun. So,
1: <laughs> but. but yeah, so like I, I it, it, the only, the other thing I will mention is like if it, the el- and an elbow to a hitter, I mean, aside from like wrist. Yeah the elbow, man, like that is like so intricate and important. And if you're not healthy in one of those areas and you're trying to hit major league pitching and the way guys are throwing these days, I would, I would submit the fact that he was as productive as he was with a bad elbow. It it is um, actually kind of, I I have some hope that maybe if he's healthier, he can look just as good. I do too. Yeah. Yeah. You want some
0: more lesses? Okay. Here's one. Uh, I'm not going to even try to pronounce this name. It's just a bunch of gobbledygook letters. Okay. So I don't know what it is with a period. Okay. So anyways, uh, it's on X. Yay. Um, Majinski. Triolo and delay. Delay. I could see less, especially if Henry takes off for sure. Um,
2: if that's not less out of the player, that's less out of his role. That's that's yeah. somebody Wally Pipping you there, you know,
0: I think delay is probably always a risk to to do less because I think it's surprising every time he does what he does, you know, like Mm -hmm. his, his base hits are those kind of base hits that are, well, they're what Jordy Mercer used to get. Jordy Mercer would just like get those singles that just right over the shortstop's head and fell right in front of the left fielder. And he just had a knack for doing it at the right time. And it was almost enough to make you go, you know, with that Jordy Mercer, you're a damn good hitter. You know? yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. But in reality, nah, maybe not so much if you really, really start digging into the numbers. So I guess, uh, delay is an easy one to, to, to go ahead and pick. Triolo, the Babbitt we talked about just tells me I think people are going to feel like he regressed. But to me, he's still at that age where, I'm kind of looking more for signs of things that he's growing with a little bit as opposed, I don't even know if I know what kind of hitter he is yet. You know, I think they're, they're trying to, they're going to try to squeeze more power out of him this year and that could screw up a lot of his average (laughs) and and on base percentage stuff. And that's because I think they might be thinking about trying to stick him at a corner position. And if they do that, they're going to want a little more pop. So,
1: there, There's a lot of, um, because of what you just said, Is uh, there's a lot of unknowns with Jared Triolo. Um, I happen to think he could be uh, better, but just in different ways. So, uh, you know, for me, he's a guy that um, until we get a, a fuller sample size and see what he's attempting to accomplish, we, we just don't know. We just don't know.
0: Graves got a couple good ones here that I think will probably resonate with some people. And I think these are probably going to be for playing time reasons too, most likely. Joshua Palacios and uh, Jose Hernandez. And I think that that makes a lot of sense because Hernandez, I first, he might have to start in AAA just because he has options, Jim. Right. And um, Palacios. I don't know if he'll make this team. Just looking at it right now, Oliveras I think probably gets a shot first. And I don't know what they do there. So, yeah, I could see him probably taking a step back too. Plus as, as exciting as he was and as great as some of those moments were. His OPS was only 620 something. Jim, like it's it just isn't a thing, right? He's almost 30.
1: Yeah. Uh, uh, he he's a great He's a great guy for a clubhouse. I think we, we, all, yeah. we all record
0: him saying raise a Jolly Roger, have him Wonder on the broadcast that. team. I don't care. But
1: Yeah. Um, even with some of his heroics, his numbers were, were bad um, overall. And then you're going to ask him to duplicate maybe that same kind of role again. Um, th- that's really hard in baseball um, to do that. Um So I just, uh, I hope the best for him. I, I don't know that I can uh, fully expect anything other than maybe he was just a nice little story for a year where he got an opportunity and did something with it.
0: So. Charlie Murphy agrees with, uh, with Graves there on Palacios. Now we have Joe and Moretta. so, Connor Joe, man, that's an interesting one because he's, I think, been trending up. I actually think Joe is a, is a, is a kind of understated good trade chip. Like, I think he's got a couple years of control. He can handle a lot of different positions. And if you don't think that you have to have him, I think he might be part of a package that could bring you back something you need. That's a nice piece for a playoff team to, to maybe want to have on their bench that can just fill in a lot of roles for you handle the bat pretty well, and if you're trying to shed what was a fifth starter that has now become a sixth or seventh because you picked something else up, that might be the type of guy that you would want along with a prospect.
1: Dave, what do you think about Connor
2: Joe? He wasn't on my list. He would certainly be considered. I had Palacios on my list for those exact same reasons you guys are talking about. Uh, I think Connor Joe, another wonderful guy. I mean, he seems like a hard worker and a, and a great guy to have around the pl- clubhouse. And I, and I think, as you're saying, he's a kind of he's a major leaguer um, and he can fill a lot of roles in a lot of places. He's a great bench guy. Uh, this team just isn't in the I, I think this team just isn't in the position yet to carry great bench guys. They've got yeah. to have the starters first and we've got to find those spots and we've got to fill those spots and we got to figure that out. Is that Connor Joe? I mean, maybe like you're saying, it's trade trending up. You're not going to ask a lot out of him. Um, not really a lot of options at first base. Um, not a lot of options in right field. There's a place for him here. He's but at that point, he's kind of a stopgap.
0: Uh, yeah. And what's your What's your end game with them? I mean, I guess you take yeah. him to arb. Yeah, that's what I
2: and, think. So, right. So I, I think he's e- easily the first guy. Uh, the reason why I would say he's a, a regression candidate is because he's the first guy to kind of lose opportunities should better, you know, should younger players uh, perform in those positions, uh, you know, and hit better in those positions. I just don't know if that's going to happen this year. That's why I didn't put him on the list.
0: And, and Jim, I, I, know Jones. Kind of the same. I know Connor Joe's grown on you. We talked about that yeah. a little bit last week, and, and I really think has. he has me too. There's no denying he's still you know, bottom five of the roster, right? Bottom three of the roster. He's one of those guys that he's going to make it because he can do a couple things, and we uh-huh. need that, you know?
1: Yeah, I, 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 I'm of the mindset that Connor Joe can still have a really um, uh, Good role on this team. It might not just be as often. Sure. Um, and that's how I look at Connor Joe at this point. I, I, I think, um, you know, ideally he, he played first base better than I, th- I thought he would. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'd agree with that. Um, outfield, okay. Um, second base isn't ideal, but, you know, maybe there's something in there a little bit more that he can. Used to fill in on you know certain days, I think he's still important. I, I I think you need. I don't think you can afford to go into your bench with a, with a lot of guys that just can't flat out hit. I think he's shown he can hit a little bit. I, I think he's I, a good stopgap.
0: I think he's a good stopgap to the eventuality that you have developed a few bench guys, and then you can move on from them because I think that's where some of these yeah. guys are going to settle in. Like Nick Gonzalez could eventually be a bench guy. Yeah, or, You know, he could win second base too. It's too early to be saying one way or the other, but you're going to have guys settle into that role as well. And that's when you start making guys like Joe expendable, just like yeah. years ago when, uh, uh the, the Cardinals decided they were okay. Get rid of Col- Colton Wong and, um, the though, you know, like get rid of those guys that were just like your fringe bench type players and replace them with you know new guys you've cultivated that kind of didn't sprout all the way. One more here from Charlie Murphy and it is Dowry Moretta. Um boy I could see that too because <laughs> I like Dowry but man when he's not controlling that fastball he's pretty useless. Honestly, he's got to be, he's got to have that fastball and he's got to have that weird, weird two seamer that breaks the wrong way. It's super strange. It's a unicorn pitch. It gets people out. They can't touch it, but without the fastball, they just don't swing at it. So I could see him regressing. Or I could Definitely. see him taking off if he gets a handle of it. You know, he's a very much a swing player for me here.
1: Pro- problem with, with Moretta is is like he's so he's so um, you know one pitch dependent, and so like when you get a guy like that, um, who it decides to come and go whether he has that pitch working or not, and now you're trying to give him innings that matter. Yeah, he, he can be very good in at the stranding runners thing.
0: Yeah. Um, Josh but I calls just, it a backwards slider. I call it a screwball. But.
1: Yeah. <laughs> um, but but is it there enough to trust him? I, I don't know. I don't know if he's if it's repeatable. I, I could see why someone might put him on that list. Yeah. Um let me let me go back real quick on Connor Joe, real quick. Well it's I your just, show
0: too, Jim. Yeah, that's my permission.
1: All right, so here's the deal. This is a guy last year that I, I think people might be overlooking just how just how good he was uh, in his role. He had 31 doubles. 31 doubles. His on base percentage was 340. He slugged. 421 and had an OPS of 760, you know, like those are numbers that those aren't the uh, 11 homers, 42 mm. RBIs. He did it in, you know, 400 at bats. There's a place for a guy like that on a lot of major league ball clubs. There really is like, I, you know, I've gone from someone who's kind of poo-pooed him to kind of defending him. But man, folks, you can do a lot worse than Connor Joe. You and
0: we no, I, I think he's been a good acquisition, actually, low-key good acquisition. And the pitcher they traded for him, I I really liked too, Garcia. I was really into him actually, and he has done nothing with uh, the Colorado system since being moved. So hey, so far, yeah, win win, no real loss. And I, I think they got a, a decent player that has kind of helped raise the overall talent level of the team. So, right. We got a great comment from Seth Johnson we got to read cuz this dude like took his time and wrote. So, yeah. <laughs> I do want to read some of his stuff here. Um but I don't want to circle back to the good, so let's start with less. He says Alika Williams is an easy pick for him. May not make the team out of spring. Plays good defense, but the bat won't play enough to warrant him being on the MLB roster in my opinion. I mean, I think that's what we've seen. So, um he can always catch fire in AAA and get some attention again. That's how he, you know, came in the first it. place. Right. So, yeah, uh, Bednar, Uh Bednar's on my list for regression. So me too. <laughs> um, I hate saying it, but as I mentioned above, Majinski may end up pushing Bednar out of the way by the end of the year. I think I said that as a hot take last week, which was, you know, <laughs> something I obviously agree with. A guy that has shown that he runs out of steam in the second half of the year consistently over his career. I don't think that's something that's just going to improve magically. So um, I also think that uh, the usage might be a little different this well, year. And the reason I think that is because this might be the first year I think we're entering the season with Derek Shelton having three guys he has used and feels good about using as a closer.
1: Right. Right.
2: Well, I think that's why I put Bednar on my list. I mean, he, he, not so much that I think he gets tired at the end of the season. He's done. This is consistent. This is not a, this wasn't an aberration. He does it every year. So his, in order to improve that, you have to cut down on his usage. I mean, you just have to. And as the guy gets older and the arm gets more time into it, you're just going to have to do that. Now that may not be this year, but it, but it could be and then therefore, you know, there you got a, reg- a regression candidate, an obvious one for somebody who um you know, who we've seen him regress in the course of seasons.
0: And, can we all uh, get can we all get all of our names out there, Jim? Through, through this process or is there anybody left on your list that we missed? Uh um, I have one that didn't come up. And that's uh Pagaro I have on the more list.
1: On the more list, okay. Um yeah. I had Majinski on my my more list.
0: Okay,
1: I think I think he's re- really ready to step into a different type of role. I think all the peripherals there I th- that I looked at looked good. On my less list, uh, I did have Key Brian Hayes. Do you? Okay, I do. I do. And, and what what I want people to understand when I say that is that if if the expectation is is that you are now going to see the Cabrian Hayes fully and completely that you saw the last two or three months. I think, I think that's, that's too high. Yeah. I, I, I I think you're going to see him settle down somewhere in the middle of like that, that super hot, streak that he was on and, and he car- and he carried that for a while. And then, you know, him bottoming out where he he was there for far too long and that made some people even give up on him. And I would just I would just caution people to expect fully what you just saw at the end of last year. I think if you can even get eighty percent of that with his defense, he's still going to be very good. I put him on the list because I think people are expecting fully that. I, I don't know that I can say that.
0: I think that the reason that I don't put him in my regression is because I think he'll do that, like you say, a little more than the final third of the season. Mm-hmm. I think he'll, if, and that, that will kind of raise his overall boat a little bit, I think. So I think that's why I have him on the the upswing. That said, I didn't officially put him on either of my lists. I just, yeah, <laughs> I kind of just either. took him for granted, almost like I did Reynolds, which is probably th- the most dangerous thing about baseball. So what did we learn through this exercise? There's a lot more well, comments, but we can't possibly read them all. Uh, quick, quickly, I had Reynolds on my regression
2: list. Okay. Um, and I had Rowanzi Contreras on my improving list because he can only improve. So, uh, I mean, even if he does it in double A, he can only get better than he was doing at the end of last year. But, true. Uh, you know, there's so many Reynolds, there's so many boxes you can take on a guy going backwards a little bit, right? Contract is there. What if his wife has another baby? I mean, I, there's so this guy, <laughs> I mean, we are laughing about it, but the, but the, but the fear is real. I I, I, I I know mean, his
0: mother-in-law real. very well. And like, she knows that I'm busting his balls. So it's fine. Everybody don't get <laughs> Literal, <of> it. literally, literally <laughs> the fear is real.
2: Yeah. Uh, so I, I, you know, a, a guy who's done a lot. And if they don't get um, like, we were talking about protection. If O'Neal Cruz turns into a 210 hitter who hits a few home runs now and again, yeah. and there's nobody to hit behind him, there's a lot of variables in a guy like him being like the only sort of Really good contact hitter on the team, and good, good, really professional hitter on the team. Sometimes um, there's just I, I just think there's a possibility there that he can go down. I don't. It doesn't mean I don't think he is. Listen, this was a hard thing for you to send to me because I have a lot of positivity <laughs> about a lot of young guys. This is a. But team that's what I like to the do, young Players. Do I, I think, think they're when all going to hit no, but they are all going to get better. I think at least somewhat better. It just depends on whether or not that translates into the majors.
0: I think this exercise is good because it forces you to to try to critically look at things that you're not yeah. looking at. You know, when oh, sure. you look at the roster, I think you, you can tend to get lost in your hope and you get starry eyes. You know, I start looking at the roster and I think of the potential. I go through it in my head and I go, I think Jack could hit 30 home runs. I do. I've seen Brian Reynolds hit almost 30 home runs. I, I think um. that can happen. Boy, if Hayes hits like he did last year, that's 25. Oh, new Cruz could probably hit 30. He could probably even hit 40. Man. And then I start going, you know what I mean? You start getting to, to the point where you're like, this lineup's going to hit 413 home runs this year. <laughs> well, that's not going to happen. So, like, no, I, I, I like to look at the, the downside of things too. Like, just if I see there's some, places where things could kind of slip back a little bit it's better to see it now and just understand it and and kind of embrace it and talk yourself into being okay with them upgrading even some of your friends and jerseys you've bought people that you like (laughs) i think that's gonna happen you know it's interesting
1: like as we sit here what would have been a good exercise to do is like say a name and force someone to put them on the less or more you know, like like Reynolds, right? Like as, yeah. as Dave sat here and said those things, I actually would put him on the more list more than I would the less list. I think he's going to be 29.
0: Yeah, and we and just did the same thing about Hayes. Pri- so, prime, right, right.
1: Prime, prime age. I think it's the best lineup he's going to have hidden in, in his career. I think he's been amazingly consistent. Now, maybe that consistency hasn't been good enough for some people, But so, like, that would have been a really cool exercise to say, okay, here's the name. You have to put them in one and why? So, we'll do that another time.
0: Well, here's what I took away from this mostly. I took away from it that for the first time since probably 2015, I looked at this roster and I don't see anybody I would jettison into the sun. I don't see anybody that I would just boot off this roster and be done with. No, nope. I, I think there's more to see from everybody, or at least enough promise that there's questions there that maybe Rowdy close, but I would need another first baseman. You know what I mean? But uh, there's no more Kai Toms on this team. There's no more. There's yeah, no, there's, there's no, no Van man. meters. No the Yankees van got meters, him. Right. Yeah, the Yankees yeah. got him. So
1: yeah uh, Alika Williams is somebody that probably you could have that conversation but, about. but you know, but he's a good fielder, rowdy to me is a guy. I don't know that it makes a lot of sense um but would someone be giving him a chance this year absolutely so yeah um those those are the names that stick out to me the pitchers or where it sticks out to me a little bit even more. Um, there were guys that you would just see them cycling through uh, before even have on the 40-man. You're just like, no, why? What yeah. Are they
0: doing? Well, I think there's a reason oh. that the pitchers didn't come up much in this conversation. I'm just going to bring that up. J- okay, what are you going to do? What do you, yeah. you, know, you got Keller could regress, and then everybody else you're just going to see for the first time, really. Isn't <laughs> it? <laughs> When you asked what
2: we learn when we when you asked what we learned from this, I was gonna say I don't know what we learned, but I do know we just talked about the pirates for an hour and barely mentioned ever p- any pitching. I yeah, mean, we well, hardly talked about any starting pitching at all. So what does that say?
0: I yeah. think our only guess there's a little fame,
2: stability now, you know. Our only know. Hall
0: of Fame pitcher is Babe Adams. So I mean, like uh <laughs> we've been pretty bad at pitching for a long time, I would say. Um Well No disrespect meant, Mr. Blass, none.
1: <laughs> but it, it's interesting. Nobody had Keller on anything. Uh, I don't know that I saw his name pop up much at all.
0: Uh, you know, I Doug think I it. saw his name on there as a regression somewhere. I just didn't read it. But, yeah. Yeah. Again, uh, I mean, a guy makes sense because it's not as though he hasn't a done that. Yeah. Uh,
1: yes. Another guy that you say, okay, here's his name, less or more. Mm-hmm. What are you going to do with him?
0: <laughs> I'll uh, tell you what, if Keller does regress this year, it ain't going to be pretty. Oh, boy. <laughs> no. yeah. It ain't going to be pretty. And you know what? If he does, somebody like me will still be saying they need to extend him because the talent's in there, and you got to lock in somebody. I don't care You'll if extend. it's like even the the fourth or fifth starter. The more consistently you can consistency you can bake in there, the easier it's going to be to maintain something.
1: I yeah, so. and I will say, you know, as we get closer to the season, and nothing's done there. If he has a really, really good year man like I, I, he's not gonna be he's not he's not gonna be in a situation where he has to take any kind of a deal for anything
0: no, but can I say like one thing about that? We've said that every year, and Hayes once the season started signed Reynolds once the season started yeah. signed like I'm not gonna panic about it all spring because I think that's their pattern, so it is. I'm going to let that teams, play. A lot, are,
2: a lot of teams are circling on Keller. A lot of teams out there are are waiting
0: for his availability. Yeah, yeah. no doubt, and I'm sure his agent yep. has told him that as well. So, yep, <laughs> yep. <Good laughs> Anyways, stuff. we should probably wrap up the show. This was fun. I'm glad we did this, Dave. Thanks for joining us. Thank you, guys. And if uh, if you like the uh, Curse of Oak Island on the History Channel, Dave. Hosts a great podcast called, uh, why don't you tell everybody? Digging Oak Island. There you go. And that's also his handle on Facebook. So you can go and tell him how awesome his show is and <laughs> things that you think about the curse of oak island on the history channel which i've got my partner here down a rabbit hole on as well and
1: yeah <laughs> yeah geography uh first uh because i thought it was oak island in north carolina turns out it's not yeah and uh but yeah it's an interesting story and uh let's, i let's i don't need any more obsessions in my life
2: yeah. so no neither do i the badness hey. went for a while though
0: so great stuff everybody good show we're gonna end it and uh look for an announcement pretty soon next week i think we have a pretty big guest so without further ado let's pass it off to the man that counts let's go boss! yeah buddy